Hey, Nelson, alcoholic addict. That's not my real name. That is my secret service code name. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's a fake name that I came up with here for this newsletter. Uh, let me give you a fair warning. This edition of my sober newsletter is a bit R-rated, uh, maybe even NC-17. <laughs> so proceed with caution. Um, I went to a meeting recently where we read from the book Living Sober, which is a underrated piece of sober literature, in my opinion. It definitely skews a little toward being a beginner's handbook or a you know dummy's guide to the first hundred days of sobriety. Um, but I still get a lot out of reading it. Some chapters more than others, but um, I was getting a lot out of it the other day when we were reading a chapter titled Eliminating Self-Pity. It's like halfway through the book. Because uh, self-pity is a tough thing to wrestle with in sobriety. And it doesn't hasn't mattered how much sobriety I have under my belt. Self-pity is something that you can feel pretty quickly, I have found. And I find it to be quite intoxicating. You know, it feels good sometimes to sit back and think about all the ways that the world's screwing you over. You're not being paid enough. You do more than the other guy in the cubicle beside you. You're having hitting bad traffic every day. Your car has a rattle. You don't have enough money. Um, you know, and on and on and on. Um, I have a few specific verbal cues that I either hear in my head or I sometimes say them out loud. Um, one is, oh, that f figures. Ugh, figures. You know, we've all said that, right? Or, damn, just my luck. The, those, are, those are indications that it's, that I'm a, that I'm the king of the world, you know, how dare you? Um, <laughs> and that I'm not accepting life on life's terms. And the chapter in Living Sober does a good job of laying out all the ways we get sucked into self-pity and how it really can be like a warm bath that you don't want to get out of, you know? And so we're reading it and then we get to page 56 and I put a link in the written version of this newsletter, you can read for yourself, but we get to page 56 near the end and a paragraph begins like this. Another excellent weapon is humor. Some of the biggest belly laughs at AA meetings erupt when a member describes his or her latest orgy of self-pity. Whoa, okay, <laughs> an orgy of self-pity, is that where we're at? My God, an orgy, like what the hell kind of meetings are you people going to? Uh, I thought maybe I was just a perv for immediately <laughs> giggling that that word is used in a sober book, but I looked it up and I feel somewhat vindicated because the first dictionary definition immediately goes to sexual <laughs> situations. The first dictionary definition is wild or drunken festivity or revelry, especially involving sex with multiple participants. So listen, I might be a perv, but the first def definition of the word definitely involves sexual hijinks. So um, kind of right, I think. Um, however, I don't think my 12-step recovery ancestors meant it that way. So th the second definition is probably more what they were thinking. And the second definition says, any actions or proceedings marked by unbridled indulgences of passions. Let me say it again. Any actions or proceedings marked by 
unbridled indulgences of passions. That's more like it. Like, think about that phrase as it relates to the last time you were feeling a little bit of, you know, oh, poor me-itis. Um, unbridled indulgences of passions. In this case, passions means, for me, it means anger, resentment, frustration, slumped shoulders, oh, you know, being a sad sack, just full of self-centeredness, so much, so much self-centeredness. And I used to be confused by that concept of, of self-pity being selfish. Like, how can being grumpy about a bad day or a bad week or a bad situation, how can that be selfish? I'm just venting, right? But the truth is it actually is selfish most of the time. When I'm thinking that the world is screwing me over, it usually means that I've placed myself in the center of the universe and I'm aggravated that I'm being saddled with all this bad luck. When I remember, when I remember that I'm just another bozo on the bus and when I'm right-sized, not too big, not too small, I never get sucked into self-pity. So I got to remember that. Bozo, I'm just another bozo on the bus, you know. Nobody's out to get me. Um, when I do climb into that self-pity pond, which happens, it does, it happens on a regular basis. When I climb in that pond, man, whoo boy, it is a bit of an orgy. <laughs> it's a, go back to that phrase, it is a series of unbridled indulgences of passions. And none of it is very fun. It's just a bunch of whining and pissing and moaning. And there's no intent to make meaningful change or be positive. It's just whining. I just lay in that self-pity pot and I stew. I just bathe in it. And so I will be thinking for a long time about that specific phrase, orgy of self-pity. <laughs> I'll be thinking about that for a while and I promise I'll do my best to, to think of it in the most spiritual way possible. <laughs> Thanks for letting me share.